0: That's the starting point if you go to get any type of financing, right? You need, to, you need to have an idea of your credit score. And if you need to clean that up, it also is all the things that you should be doing up front, like you know paying down your high credit card debt. And there's some ways that you can do that, that instead of just taking your money out of the bank and paying the credit card, there's, like Christine just mentioned, there's this concept of becoming your own bank. using a high cash value whole life policy to be the place you put your money first and then use that to first pay down your bills.
1: Hello there. Welcome to the Thriving Family Podcast. It's Teresa and Barbara and we're so happy you're here. We're grateful that you're taking the time to hang out with us and a supportive space to fill your cup and elevate your life. We are here to remind you that you are amazing and you are needed and that you are the rock star of your family and household. Consider us your cheerleaders and all things that bring joy into your life. As your friends, no subject is off limits. We have conversations with amazing guests and experts in all areas, including awkward subjects that not a lot of people talk about. Anything from finding your joy and inspiring possibilities to anti-aging tips and spicing up our sex lives. And
2: relationships, self-love, and confidence, especially relating to school age and older kids. If you're at the baby, toddler, or kindergarten stage, check out the Baby Bumps to Littles podcast. We're your friends and your community because we're on this journey together. It takes a village and we're here to remind you that we're never alone in parenting. This podcast is made possible by amazing
1: listeners like you, and we provide new content on Tuesdays and Thursdays every week. Follow us on Instagram at Thriving Family Podcast for daily reminders and fun ideas. Subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Leave a review and share it with someone who needs to hear it. Let's get started creating the life we want. What feelings come up for you when I say the word money or finance? I know for a lot of people, you can feel stress, or worry, or anxiety, and this is so common, and we wanted to have this topic handled because it's sticky, and it's something in our everyday lives, and a lot of people don't talk about this, and we wanted to make you feel more empowered around this subject. I know I needed it, and so we had our dear friends, Beth and Christine, on, the partners of Abundant Investor, to handle this topic, and so we can feel so much better when we hear those words spoken in our daily lives. I hope you enjoy. I am so excited. I feel like we're already at a party because we have four of (laughs) us on here. It's like the max we've ever had, and I love it. And I was saying before, I can just feel the energy, and I'm just so excited to have Christine back and Beth with us today talking about finances. And some of you might have just felt a surge through your body, (laughs) have a cringe, but don't because these ladies make it so fun and attainable and like take all the scare factor out. And so I'm just really excited to talk to you guys about it because the knowledge and how you guys just communicate
3: and educate is just such a gift. And I can't wait to share you with our audience. Oh, thank you so much. It's so kind. I appreciate the kind words. Um, I know I speak for Beth and I, when I say that we love it and that's why we started, that's why we started the abundant investor. For anyone watching on YouTube, if this is visual, I want to say we're all in brand colors too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I, I was like getting dressed, and I was like, "Ooh, we're
1: talking money, baby!" Uh, wearing, wearing the green. Rocking the green today. But I know a lot of my friends and myself, it's kind of either our husbands handling more of the finances, or we just haven't dove into it yet. Kind of wherever you're at, I would love if you guys could start with. Those of us who really haven't gotten involved in our financial, we haven't even put on the CFO hat. We see it from afar and want to have more impact in knowledge in our household finances.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a good place to start is to really look inside and say, you know, if that, like you just said, if that gives you a feeling of in your gut, well, let's start with that, you know? Because it doesn't need to be that way. Um, so I think the, that to me is a, a really good place to start is to say, what is your mindset on this? Is this something that makes you, are you afraid? Is it scary? Are you, is it, does it create fear or are you just, you just don't care? And I think you're going to probably take two different paths with that. Um, and I think for the most part, it makes people a little nervous and scared because it's, you know, it's so important, you know, you have kids, you're supposed to be taking care of those kids. And if like anything, if the unknown can be a little bit scary. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good first place is to check in to say is what what feelings is this bringing up? And how can I how can I get that moving away from fear and towards abundance? And it's possible. Mm -hmm. And this we're surrounded by all kinds of opportunity and money. And it's just tuning into that um, wavelength, that frequency.
1: I love this because I love your name, by the way, like (laughs) invest her, like, because this communication and conversation needs to start happening with warm women. And I feel like because of the lack of knowledge or just kind of the diving in, because there has been a little bit of, you know, pre- programming of finances and that we don't handle it or something like that, where it, I think this scare comes up and you hear from the news and things are expensive and you're just like, I hope it all works out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more we dive in and the more knowledge we have, then we're like, oh, and then especially your education on, okay, this is what you can start doing now if you haven't already. And is it too late? I mean, I'm
3: 46. Is it too late or am I okay? Tell me (laughs) You're great. You're more than okay. (laughs) I just want to say, I think that the fear, you know, if we can tackle the fear, where does that fear come from? Like Beth said, so much of the time, it comes from not knowing uncertainty. Our bodies are wired for certainty. We crave that. So not knowing is creating some of the fear. So one of the best things I think all women can do is get educated on money, especially their own finances. And then Knowing the options that are out there for them to manage that money, invest that money to build wealth. I would say, you know, anyone we ask, if you ask them if they want to build generational wealth, they're going to say yes. They want their kids to have money. They want to leave something behind. They want to leave. They want to lead a beautiful life now for their children. And so knowing what are the options and how can I do this, that is what we want for women everywhere, whether they're 25 or 65 or anywhere in between. And I actually think being 46, it's a it's a really good time because you're right in the middle of you've had kids, now you're thinking about maybe college for them or you're probably in the middle of saving for that. And we have all kinds of thoughts on that. And then there's your retirement, which you still have a ways to go and there's still a lot of time to do frankly, do a lot of things to set yourself up well. And also we're of the belief that, and this is part of why we also started the abundant investor is to live abundantly now. And we want to show you ways where you're not always saving for tomorrow. You can enjoy your money today and then build your own banking system. Essentially is one of the things we work with women on the most so that you can have that money again later in retirement and create a stable future. That's awesome. Cause I think a lot of times you feel
1: maybe if we saw it from our parents where they're saving for retirement, it's like you just kind of, oh, we can't because we got to put this nest egg away. But I love that you have your money working for you now and still living this life we want instead of like, oh, when I'm 65, I'll rock it. I'll go everywhere in the world. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I don't know if it's best to start with like what you guys talk about when I love that you call it what I wish I knew when I was 22. For those of us starting out and just really trying to get more knowledgeable and get more confident and get those good feelings. Cause that like scare tactic was taken away. Once I started following you guys and really hearing what you have to say, what would you tell people that are kind of newer to this?
0: One of the things we talked a lot about and what I wish I knew is when I was 22 is a getting your credit, you know, knowing what that is, just like, you know, your social security number you should be able to say, what's my credit score? And there's so many free resources to do that. And because that is a really, that's the starting point if you go to get any type of financing, right? You need, to, you need to have an idea of your credit score. And if you need to clean that up, it also is all the things that you should be doing up front. Like, you know, paying down your high credit card debt. And there's some ways that you can do that, that instead of just taking your money out of the bank and paying the credit card... There's like Christine just mentioned, there's this concept of becoming your own bank and using a high cash value whole life policy to be the place you put your money first and then use that to first pay down your bills. You know, so if you're if you have a lot of debt, um, like credit card debt and a lot of 20 somethings do, you know, they, they they rack up credit card debt, not insurmountable, but some debt. So it's a good place instead of just paying that debt off, put your money first in this high cash value life insurance and then pay that down and then start really thinking about your goals. A lot of us have been conditioned to think, okay, I need a I need an account for each goal. I need a 529 plan for college. I need a 401k for retirement. And it's just we've been taught these these, you know, to use these vehicles with and we just follow the path. Without really exploring, is there a better way? And that's what we're trying to do is, is teach people a, um, a better way that is a little bit more creative, that provides access to that cash, provides that, that death benefit, God forbid, you, something happens for you, to you and you can't work, whether through it's chronic illness or, or death, you have that sort of safety net for your family. So that's that's where we tell people to start. Yeah. And I would just
3: elaborate a little bit and bring up the fact that Beth comes from financial services background. That was her initial career before she went into managing real estate offices. I have a marketing background and have transitioned into leadership and mindset coaching. So we combine those and we really start with helping people. Like I love to sit down with someone and say, okay, take the ceiling off your dreams. What do you really want to do? What is it that really lights you up? And Tell me about the thing that you don't even bring up with people because you're embarrassed that you may never reach that big goal. What's the big goal? Let's dig into that so that we can help build a pathway for people to realize even more than they even believe right now. Right. So um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work we can do if someone wants to dig into money mindset and limiting beliefs. And then we can, you know, after we've set that groundwork and started to mold belief systems into the way that serve someone better, then we can provide the resources and the tools that go beyond what they've just picked up from their parents there. It's the same as the conditioning where we pick up these limiting beliefs. We pick up limiting beliefs around how we can invest and we can actually take tools like uh, like I never knew about a whole cash value life insurance policy, a whole life policy that was high cash value, um, because when I had kids, I just said I need insurance. My friend's husband said, I can provide you term life insurance. You don't want whole life. It's expensive. You just need a term policy. And I never really understood what the options were. So I kept throwing money into my 401k, which is not necessarily a bad thing, especially if your company is matching it to that point, but we always say up until the match, great. And then beyond that, there are other things you can do so that you can use that money again and again and realize dreams. And because we both have an interest in real estate investing, that's one of the things that we've done is we've we've made investments in real estate and seen the return on that. So um, I think a lot of people know it's a good idea not to rack up credit card debt and to save money And then the next step to really build this bigger wealth and to move yourself into a new level is knowing how to invest and that. It doesn't just have to be through stocks and being sitting home on a computer trading, learning how to trade stocks all day, which doesn't work out for a lot of people anyways. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you guys say become your own bank
1: because this is such, it's like such big life things. It's changed so much. So it's not like my parents could educate me because They didn't even have to do a 401k. So they're like, don't even understand it. And then I remember starting my first job and I was asking my older brother who's nine years older than me, I think pretty savvy, but he was like, yeah, do this. That's what I did um, of the life insurance and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I feel it is so important to have guides that you align with to educate you because the landscape is changing and there are more things like you said it's not your traditional like oh there's these two you know buckets that you can just fill in when you can and um can you guys talk about becoming your own bank and how to do that and then with the whole life policy because there is the term versus life that is still don't understand and then you're like oh don't choose the wrong one you
0: know (laughs) (laughs) i'll give you a really quick high level overview so there's there's term insurance which means that it's got a certain period of time so you can buy it for 10 years 20 years 30 years and people tend to buy it when they're young and they get locked in on a price and that that monthly whatever or annual fee is the same for the length of the term people buy it when they're young because it's based on your health and um, it's less expensive when you're young, but it, it expires. Like we've had a lot of people recently come to us that said, okay, I bought term life insurance 20 years ago and it's going to be up in a year. What do I do? So that's term life. Then there's what's called permanent life insurance. And there are variations of permanent life insurance and we don't have to get into all those details today, but uh, permanent life insurance has both the, that term insurance the, the, the you know, that, that permanent life insurance that, but it's until you die. So it's for your whole life until you die. And it has an aspect called cash value. So when you put some money into one of these policies, some money is going to pay for your death benefit that, you know, your permanent life insurance. And then the extra money is sitting in the count and it's being um, invested. And so that's where there's the variations of those accounts. There are some that are a little bit more conservative, like a whole life policy that's going to be more guaranteed and more predictable. And then you have the opportunity to do index universal life, which is indexing against the big major um, market indices. So, and you, so you can, we can help you decide, okay, what are you trying to do with this? And what's the best permanent policy for you? But term life is like renting insurance. You know, you don't have anything to show for it at the end of the day. Uh, uh, permanent life insurance is last year your whole life. So you, you start, when you start younger, it's better because it's less expensive because, again, it's based on your life expectancy. And it has that opportunity to, to grow your cash value. It, because it's life insurance, you can pull money out and put money back in without any tax implications because it's essentially a loan. There's so many benefits to it. And a big one is that tax, those, those, those tax benefits, because um, you can put, take money in and put money out without um, when you withdraw money, paying taxes on
2: it. I bought both when I was in my late twenties and I am so grateful for the whole life because of the fact alone that I had an ex-husband who got sick. And so you like... That's a huge implication, especially when you're, you know, looking back to you know your 20, what I said to myself, or what I would say to my twenty-two year old self, right? <laughs> is if if something happens ten, twenty years out, good luck getting an insurance policy mm-hmm. later, right? right? And I mean, I just think that's such an important implication, just based on like stats in the world these days. That's sorry, right. I you just wanted to, to weigh in, to in that. on that because. Right. I just, you know, I just happened to have the guidance of, you know, my best friend's dad was was selling insurance at the time and really dove into it with us and went through it all. And if you don't pay attention, you're just like, oh, well, you know, someone says this is expensive, so I won't do it because, you know, I'm in my 20s and I want to enjoy this, this and this and I'm building and and all the things. But. Yeah, so I (laughs) thanks for explaining that. Yeah. So to the layman.
1: Your 401k is, you know, obviously you'd get penalized with, so you can't borrow against it. It's kind of like that egg that it's like the marathon. Like you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, in mm-hmm. a long time, I will access this. The whole life insurance is something where you can do you contribute post tax dollars then? Like, a, and you do it on your own. You don't yes. do it through a company, right? It's like, that's right. right. Yeah. Okay. And then you can, um, it's a savings account. That's growing more than your regular bank. And it's like you said, more conservative and you can borrow against it. It doesn't penalize you. And then when you, and then when you retire, do
0: you start pulling from that like an income? Yes, you can. You can structure that. You can structure that. And then the nice thing, like Christine was saying, we spend a lot of time digging into your needs and your wants and your desires and where you're going because, There's a lot of flexibility in how we structure what solution. There's not a one size fits all. It's going to be different for every single person. And we have all of these tools that we can pull off the shelf and customize a well-structured plan for what's important to you and where you are at that point in your life. And that flexibility is really great. And the ability to customize it, you know, like Christine was saying, a lot of times it takes people a little while to answer that question, right? Like. What do, what are my big dreams? I'm just putting my head down and kind of getting through each day. But if I could look up a little bit and say, oh, it would be nice to have that second home, like you were saying, not when I'm 65, but maybe when I'm 55 or maybe, you know, in a few years. That's really fun when you can dig into that with people. And to have that
3: cash accessible, it's really great for people that have near-term debts to pay off to consolidate the debts. But we really like to focus on also like, How can I use this to create something? So just to give you a couple examples, I just pulled from my whole life policy to pay for a golf membership. My business is is actually paying for the membership. I just didn't have all the funds right now to pay the upfront fees. So I'm taking a loan knowing that I'm gonna have those, I'm gonna have that money in my business bank account later this year. So I'll pay myself back with interest and write it off for my business later this year. Once that money's back in the account, even before it's back in the account, I am I will plan to draw on it again, probably, to buy my next real estate investment property. And I'll take a loan from myself instead of taking a loan from the bank. So instead of going down the street to Bank of America and taking out a mortgage at 7%, I can take out a loan from my, old, my own whole life um, policy and then pay myself back. Some people choose not to pay themselves back. So then you're not paying the bank the interest you're paying yourself back the interest. And so it's really fascinating. And the reason Beth and I got into this in part was we started spending time around people. Beth works with some really high net worth clients in her other financial work. And I was spending time in another mastermind I was part of with some high net worth folks and they talked about doing this. And I just said, tell me more, tell me more. And so we learned, oh, this, I mean, there is actually a book out there that like, um, I forget exactly what it's called, maybe save like uh, the Rockefellers, how a lot of wealthy families traditionally have used whole life insurance this way. And Beth and I knew that this was accessible to so many more people. And we wanted to inform, especially women on how to use, this is just one of the tools. It's the one we talk about the most that they have access to.
1: Um, And you said, like giving example, 70 or 7% from the bank is the interest when you borrow. Is it pretty low from your whole life? It's low. And then you tax wise
0: write it off. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then if you have just a clarity there, if you have a business, so because Christine has her own business, both for her real estate investing and for her coaching, she has a business. If you didn't, you, you, you couldn't write it off if you didn't have a business, but there's still a ton of benefit to it. Okay. Then you're, you're paying the, yourself back. Right. Right, great
1: too. Yeah. And then do you suggest for both husband and wife to get whole life, or is it b- both of them? Okay. And then how does it work when someone does pass away?
0: So the 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 real again back to the taxes. Um, so whatever your death benefit is, and you'll you'll know what that is. We we do like an upfront illustration that shows at each age what that will be. Um, That whole death benefit gets paid to whoever your beneficiary is. Most people make it their spouse. And then as secondary, they make their 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 kids or maybe they have a trust for their kids that they make a beneficiary. But all of that money goes to them tax free, Okay. which is very different than if you had a 401k and you passed away your family, because that money had never paid taxes, your family is left with the burden of paying the taxes on that money got it um so it's a big big um difference and it's really why these high net worth families use life insurance and they have for for years and years and years decades because um it's a terrific way to grow generational wealth and pass wealth from one generation to the other without having to pay taxes so you
1: inheritance tax on that
0: if you're below the um the yeah so I think your first 13 million is goes oh, tax rate. yeah i think you get Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just and then, play it, just um, play it here, maybe, but I'll be good. <laughs> yeah. So like Walt Disney built Disney worlds by buying land using money that he had in a life insurance policy. So this is not new news, but I think that people, um, you know, always thought it was just accessible to the, to the, the, really the, these ultra high net worth families. And we're saying no, it's accessible to anybody.
3: And it has to be, I will just say too, it has to be Beth is a licensed agent and is properly structuring the policy. So it does have to be thoughtfully structured and we will be super transparent and upfront and we'll ask you all the questions and make sure that you are getting your needs met. So uh, there's all kinds of other benefits as well, like disability that's built into it, uh, uh, all kinds of writers you can add on. So um, it's a, it's a real, like the product might be a little bit more complex, but we make it easy for people to understand and we make mm. it accessible for people. Yeah, you really do. You make it a lot, dare I say, fun to learn.
1: About. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you just decide how much, well, you know, when you meet with people, do you just then help them decide how much they can. Conservatively contribute every month that wouldn't be where they can still live their rock and roll lifestyle, but also be contributing to this awesome bank that is their own. Okay. So it's, it's variable. Yeah. You can contribute per month.
3: Yes. Yeah. We have questionnaires for folks, and then we hop on a couple of calls before we even get into the, you know, sharing the policy that's for them, just because it takes some time to understand. And we understand that.
1: Yeah. And also, I love that you guys have done classes and seminars about real estate investment, because that is so fun. And a lot of people just can't see how that can happen for themselves. And this is neat that it coincides with a whole life policy that can help fund those bigger things and make it more attainable. I know we have limited time, but is there... Anything can you guys touch on a little bit about real estate investment because it's something I've always been passionate about. I mean, we've made we've been lucky every house we've owned personally, but I've always wanted to have other investment properties and we just haven't ventured there yet, but I would like to.
3: Yeah, I think it's attainable for more people than realize. It is. And there are, there are creative ways to tap into the funds. There you'd be surprised how many people that are out there that don't have the cash for a down payment that find a way to get it. You know, to fund that down payment personally, I can vouch for taking out a HELOC on my primary residence as a way to do it. There's other ways to do it too. It's so we work with people to understand all of what those options are, why it's such a great idea. There's so much data about housing shortages, especially in major cities in this country and how, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a real concern. So owning real estate, I think is a terrific idea. It's a great way to diversify your holdings. And if you enjoy fixing places up, or you want to have another side business, it's a great way to get started. And, you know, you can go long-term tenants, you can go with short-term or mid-term rentals. And there's so much information out there. We're happy to share. We ran a course called A to Z Airbnb, where we show people how to buy, um, renovate if you want to, and rent out and manage an Airbnb or short-term rental property. And of course, there's so much more you can do with real estate as well. And that's another thing. We just don't want it to be daunting to women. We want women to have access to uh, the tools and make, you know, show them how we've been able to do it successfully without it being a real obstacle or a real stressor for us.
1: And I love the title of it. <laughs> and that it is, you guys make it so attainable, and that they can watch this and then see how they can do it and implement it in their own households. I love that so much. And I know there was one post that you did where there was, I don't know, like 12 books on the table. And I have myself, I think I own 10 financial books (laughs) and was hoping osmosis would happen. I, before Audible, I, I have to disclose this funny story, but I used to have a job where the commute was pretty far and it was before Audible, but I really wanted to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So my dear mom would read it And then highlight the key parts. And (laughs) so if my hour and a half commute wasn't horrendous, she would read me like the highlights and then we discuss it. Cause I've always, I find finances like so intriguing because not a lot of people talk about it. And so I usually like those topics. And yeah, we would have financial discussions on my commute and traffic and it would kill the time. I'm wondering what for those people that haven't owned 10 financial books, what is one that you recommend just diving into the space and making it more, not having their mom read it to them that they would,
0: <laughs> we probably each have our own favorites. My fa- one of my favorites that I, that really, gosh, it was a few years ago that really got me on this path of wanting to be an entrepreneur was, um, you're a Badass at making money by Jen Sincero. Okay. Just heard it's about so that. Good. It's okay. so good. It's so fun. And it, again, it's written by a woman. She swears all the time, you know, so I, you know, I listened to it and I also read it. I I like to do that. I like to buy the book and listen to it in the car and then come home and sort of look look back at what I I listened to. Um, So that was, that's one of my um, favorites. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is, you know, a classic. Every, every, every kid should read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. (laughs) I agree. It should be a part of like your high school education. (laughs) 100%.
3: Yeah. I, I, it's such a great one to read and go back and read again. Um, I also like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's an oldie but goodie. Mm-hmm. And I I like Mindset by Carol Dweck, which isn't necessarily about finances, but it will prime your mind for um, to be open and ready to learn what we're about to talk about. And then I'll say too, there's a handful of books that if someone's interested in working with us and wants to get more information, we'll send them a copy of what is it like we have three different books yeah out. we have three
0: yeah. short very like little very skinny, you know okay. <laughs> very very <laughs> skinny that looks very that's like a perfect yeah. size book right yes. yeah Yeah. i have to say that i had hired christine to be my coach and christine um one of the first things she did is she had me read a book called a happy pocket full of money which is isn't that a great book so great yeah, such a great that. book so
2: I keep that one literally beside my bed. I love it. I it's just too. such a great book. I feel yeah. like
1: I missed a beat that you all love this. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what <are not laughs> this is why we have these conversations. Yeah, right. Definitely post those in the notes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Because it is, I love, I love those bo- books that people are like, yeah, this is great. This is like what will soak in. Oh, that's so good. Okay. That makes me excited. <laughs> I wrote them all down.
0: Great. Yeah. We have a list. We can send you a list with links to Amazon to buy them all.
1: Yeah. Cause it's so sad because you said this should be taught in school. And it's so true because I don't know about you guys, but I mean, we did the stock market crash and how to balance a checkbook. And then they're like, Later. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's how involved your parents were with your, you know, education at home and how much, I mean, I feel privileged like my parents were very generous with me I was pretty much an only child but I really didn't understand leaving for college like how much a car costs how much a home costs I mean I was like a bad party joke like Mm -hmm. I had no clue Mm -hmm. and so I think it's more than ever it's so good to have kids learn at a younger age Mm
2: -hmm. like
1: Especially as a parent, I think our frustrations is they think it grows on trees. Mm. And then my husband or my son did tell me, he's like, well, it does grow on trees, paper. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Okay, But showing them, and this is another conversation, Tres and I, because you guys are so amazing. We just want to like get all your goodness of what conversations we should start having with our
2: kids. So going to interrupt this really helpful episode with Beth Rooney and Christine Fisk. We will be releasing the second part on Thursday. So be sure to subscribe so that you're notified as soon as it drops. The focus will be a little bit more on the questions that we had relating to investing and kids and education and braces and all those types of things. I hope you've enjoyed part one and that you check out part two when it's available. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you again for joining us today. We know how many other things you could be doing and it means the world to us that you're here.
2: We hope you always get something valuable from our podcast and that you feel supported. If you have a question for us about our content or anything else, please leave it in your review of this podcast or you can send us an email or DM us on Instagram.
1: We're here for you. So let us know what topics would be helpful and that you're interested in. You can join our membership by clicking on the link in the show notes. You are never alone in parenting, and we're here to support you at every stage. If you know anyone that would be inspired or supported by this podcast, please share it with them. We provide content every week, so please subscribe wherever you're listening from. If you leave a review, you'll have the opportunity to win a gift that we absolutely love.
2: We're so excited about this giveaway. We only introduce brands to our community that align with our values, and Barbara and I both love the Now Tone Therapy System. This yoga for your mind is one of the most simple ways to relax, relieve stress and anxiety. The creators recommend listening twice a day for only three minutes to receive these benefits or to listen as often as you like. And if you buy them, there's a risk-free three-month trial period. What we like best about Now Tone Therapy System is that it's something everyone can make time for. My family likes to listen first thing in the morning and at the end of each day. It's the easiest and most relaxing path to mindfulness daily. We'll link to this amazing product in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. So we're going to interrupt this really helpful episode with Beth Rooney and Christine Fisk. We will be releasing the second part on Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so that you're notified as soon as it drops. The focus will be a little bit more on the questions that we had relating to investing and kids and education and braces and all those types of things. I hope you've enjoyed part one and that you check out part two when it's available. Have a great rest of your day.